last time. You can find it on YouTube. The, the, uh, the, the, the tablets were likely written as, uh, as a, uh, a contract kind yeah. of a thing. And so Moses went down the hill and he's like, we had this great deal. I, we're going to... You we're, already blew it? We're, we're going to rewrite it here in a second. It's time for us to rethink this. He takes the... Oh, okay. <laughs> Moses gets mad. He, he is very, very angry. He takes the golden calf and okay. grinds it into powder. Just let me read this. This is a fun okay, part. Okay, do it. <laughs> okay, so remember that this is the same Moses who has just talked God off the ledge. Like, he just finished... How, like convincing God with convincing in air quotes, depending on the outcome of that whole discussion, like right. not to kill all of these people. And he comes down. So starting in verse 19, when Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, his anger burned and he threw the tablets out of his hands and broke them to pieces at the foot of the mountain. And he took the calf they had made and burned it in the fire. Then he ground it to powder and scattered it in the water and made the Israelites drink it. <laughs> drink it. Drink it. Exactly. Drink it. Drink it. <laughs> mm. He's really rubbing their noses in it to make so, the metaphor slightly. So, so you know what? You can get that gold back. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can get your earrings back. It's going to take a little bit of gold panning <laughs> and mm. probably a lot of vomiting. But you can get your gold back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. and it's a, super interesting the like Aaron's response after that is, oh, yeah. is really funny I mean just because then Moses is like Aaron like bro what, what did you do what? like why would you do that and he's like these people man they're crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead and read the, uh, the textures there oh yeah so var- starting in verse 21 it says and Moses said to Aaron what did this people do to you that you have brought such great sin upon them and Aaron said let not the anger of my lord burn hot you know the people they are set on evil for they said to me <laughs> make us gods who shall go before us as for this Moses the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt we don't know what has become of him so I said to them, let any of you who have gold take it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it in the fire, and out came this calf. <laughs> <laughs> Moses, or Aaron is like hands off on that. He's like, it wasn't me. It wasn't my fault, Moses. <laughs> there, there are some very interesting, like, rabbinic discussions around what was going on with that. <laughs> but we're just going to ignore them for right now because they get off in a super tangent. And I want to talk about Moses deciding that maybe killing everyone's a good idea after all. Yeah. <laughs> it was directly after the worst lie ever told. <laughs> I threw in the golden out. Poof. Came a calf. He said, everybody loyal to me and to God put a sword on. We're going to kill folk. Yeah. And, and they say like all of the Levites yep. came up to him. And he, he said to them, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, every man of you put his sword upon his thigh and go back and forth from gate to gate in the camp and kill every man his brother and every man his friend and every man his neighbor. So the sons of Levi did as Moses instructed and about 3,000 men of the people fell that day. And Moses basically blesses them. Like Basically, this is how Levites come to be the people who keep the temple. (laughs) Because (laughs) they prove... Basically, this was the job interview. Like They were the only ones who held fast to Yahweh when everybody else was falling away. And so Moses was like, all right, you guys are the only people who paid attention and did what you were supposed to. So you guys are the only people who are allowed to do this. Right. 
But yeah, so like, and if that bothers you, good, you're yes. not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I like they they went running muck, and they went killing muck, and they killed three thousand people, which just that that also goes to show you just how vast the number of people were in this uh, in this group of people that the death of three thousand did not set them back very much at all. But it's still like the death of three thousand people. And Moses, okay. Again, like we like we like harped on for the last two weeks here. It doesn't actually say that God said to Moses, "Go kill a bunch of people." Moses says, "Thus says the Lord," and he says, "Go on a killing spree." So we don't know that God said, "Hey, go on a killing spree." We might know that, like, hey, God just told him, and he like he felt righteous about it and said it, but. In the name under the authority given to him by the person who meets with God, he said, go back and forth and just start whooping some people. And so Mm. they did. And it was awful. And directly after that, Moses said, okay, time to make it so that you belong only to God and not to anything else. Mm. And interestingly, this is also a point where God says, okay, I'm going to take a step back because... (laughs) If I have to deal with you guys, <laughs> I am going to kill all of you. So in order that you can continue living, you guys need to take off all your ornaments and like basically go into what you'd wear for mourning. I'll go over here, and then we'll figure out what to do, which is going to segue nicely into you know, 20 chapters of discussion on how to make the tent where God meets with people in a way that doesn't result in them all dying yeah absolutely i b- before we leave this discussion behind i think like the, there is a uh, a really poignant thing that moses says to god when he's talking about hey don't kill these people but like be their god uh, and that, that's his passion moses's passion for the people of israel and their need to be led is exceptional like it is it, 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 exceptional bordering on emotional sort of thing like he he must have just absolutely broke his heart every day of his life for these people. But it was, but it was um, Moses returned to the Lord in chapter, uh, verse 31 of chapter 32. He says, uh, Alas, the people have committed a great sin, and they have made a god of gold for themselves. But now, if you will, forgive their sin, and if not, blot me out from your book, which you have written. And the Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. But go now, lead the people where I told you. Behold, my angels shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I punish, I will punish them for their sin. So Moses said, like, if you're like, if you're going to forgive, forgive. If not, take me too, because I'm because I'm not going to be set apart from these people. I am these people, which is like, yeah. that's ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes back to what you were saying earlier, where it's very much part and parcel of what we're going to see with every time somebody is like the representative of God on behalf of a people or the people on behalf of God. And it's usually the same person who's like being that intercessory role. Like that guy is like, I am with these people. That's my job. Yeah. <laughs> so, and a lot of time God's love for that one person will save everybody else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever wondered like just like have you, have you ever wondered if like you survived something because God loves someone close to you <laughs> like have you ever wondered if like 
if it was somebody else's faith that actually carried you through a moment and you're like, wow, I survived that. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've wondered several times like, man, I must be hot stuff. Like, nope, nope. I got good friends. <laughs> so uh, we did, we did talk earlier though about backing up chronologically. Let, let us in the words of the poet back that thing up. <laughs> The poet. <laughs> they said in unison. <laughs> Why does everybody get so worked up when I say things like that? <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that the man who wrote that song would also object to that word. <laughs> so, Speaking of objections, <laughs> let's go back to chapter 21. Take me back. Right. So, so mm. back when the people weren't even yet bored yeah. enough to ask for a calf made out of gold mm. that pops out of the fire. Yeah, the scene is still Moses and God. Yep, yep. We've, we've just finished the Ten Commandments. Um, there is a brief section at the end of chapter 20, which makes no sense whatsoever, where <laughs> God gives some miscellaneous commands like, hey, no idols. And they're like, yeah, I got it. We've, we've covered this one several times. <laughs> it's like, also, if you make an altar, I want it to be made out of earth or maybe stone, but not cut stone, uncut stone. At which point everyone reading this in the history of ever, including every scholar with which I'm familiar, goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> I like the last one, though. The last one's funny. Oh, yes. And also, if you're going to make an altar, don't make it a raised altar. What I'm trying to say here. And, like, I am still paraphrasing the text when I say what I'm trying to say here. What I'm trying to say here is, when you're down on the ground watching the dude on the altar making the sacrifice, you should not be able to peek up his robe. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be Mm. to God. (laughs) He thinks of everything. For 16 years, I have worked with teenagers. For 16 years, I have gone to high school graduations. And for 16 years, I have wondered at graduations in large stadiums, why people did not consider the angle of everybody sitting in the stadium before they put on clothes. Because uh, there are occasions where you're like, whoo, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, you're going to need to go back and try again, man. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of God's other laws. Yep. <laughs> so now we actually get some laws slash judgments unambiguously. Yes. So chapter 21 starts. Now here are the judgments. To set before the Jews. Which, Judgments. Is that the word that your well, it's, translation it's, uses? It's mishpatim, which is the same mm. thing. It's, it's the, oh gosh, how do you... Okay, I'll give you a mostly correct but kind of wrong explanation. <laughs> Perfect. So you take the word, and then if you stick an M in front of it, mm. then, again, mostly right, kind of wrong. It means like the thing associated with what the word normally means. Right. So it's the word for judges, like the book of Judges, and you stick an M in front of it. So like the thing associated with judges would be judgments. The things that they do. The thing, exactly. Yeah, the things yeah. that they say or decide. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So these are the things that God decided this way. Okay. First off, if you buy a boy Hebrew slave, serves you for six years, and then he's out. He gets whatever he came with, no debt, done. He can, if he wishes, choose to remain a slave forever. For example... If he became a slave, then you gave him a wife and they have kids and he wants to stay with his wife and kids because the wife and kids did not come with him into slavery. And so they're not going about, they're not about to leave with him. Barbie and Ken are sold separate. Exactly. So you could decide to stay with your wife and kids and stay a slave, 
but not a requirement. You could be out of there six years and gone. You should already be. You should already be thinking. Oh, this is exactly like the slavery I'm thinking of. Wait, no, no, not at all. No. <laughs> mm. Six years and I'm out is definitely not what you're assuming. Yeah, the year of jubilee is definitely not something that that it, it raises the value of human capital. Mm. Yeah, and yes. I think that's probably something we should at least highlight, like because the Bible. I'm, I know has been used to justify, like it was used to justify slavery. Uh, yes. So we should maybe we should. Maybe we could talk well, we're about actually that. gonna we're gonna <laughs> talk about that and about a chapter where they where they do that. Oh, something that I, so I was not even thinking about this. I ran across it when I was reading this passage for this week. But um, the procedure for deciding to become a forever slave. Yes. Is you. Drive an all through your ear in the presence. You come before, depending on your translation, it'll either say before the judges with a footnote that says, or before God, or vice versa. Right. <sighs> Remember when I said Elohim can mean anything? Yes. I wasn't thinking about this passage. That's Elohim. It could just mean human people who are important in your tribe. <laughs> <laughs>